There are moments in life when we feel a force pulling us in a specific direction. This force can feel quiet, instinctive, and unconscious. On the other hand, it can also feel like a powerful spiritual beckoning to begin a journey of consequence. Whether it's cloudy or clear, a vision of what might be possible inspires us to start moving forward. The force that summons us is beyond us. And yet the decision to make that first step and then the one after that and the one after that can only be made by us. We make the choice to begin and then choice after choice to continue. These decisions require our courage and vulnerability because there is risk that comes with stepping beyond what we know and trying something new. Some of our steps will be decisive, others will be subtle. Not all of our movements will take us towards what we want or what is easy, but cumulatively they will guide us towards what we need in order to become our true selves. The only way to discover what lies beyond the horizon is to move towards it. The story in this morning's gospel is known as the transfiguration. Thus far in Jesus's ministry, he has been joined by a small group of disciples as he teaches and heals in the poor rural communities that surround the Sea of Galilee. Their base camp is Jesus's hometown of Nazareth. One day Jesus takes a break from this work and goes on a hike. Jesus loved to pray while hiking. And on this occasion, he's joined by his friends, Peter, James, and John. When they arrive at the top of the mountain, Jesus has a mystical experience with his spiritual forebearers, Moses and Elijah. A light changes Jesus' appearance, and God's voice speaks from a cloud saying, this is my son, my chosen, listen to him. Jesus and his friends are barely back down the mountain before their work of teaching and healing begins again. This time, however, something's different. Although the transfiguration is mentioned in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it's only in Luke's version that we learn that this moment has shifted something within Jesus. Verse 30 mentions Jesus being headed towards Jerusalem. In the verses that follow this passage, Luke spells it out even further. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. Because the transfiguration is a larger than life story, and also because we already know the arc 
of how Jesus' story plays out, we might overlook this small detail. But this is the moment when Jesus feels a force pulling him towards Jerusalem, along with a sense that he will die there. Jesus then chooses to make his first step on the trek from Nazareth to Jerusalem, which is not only a physical journey that's roughly 90-ish miles, but it's also the beginning of a journey from the life that Jesus knew to his death and then towards discovering new life. We are not guaranteed any outcomes when we start a journey. None of us know with certainty what Jesus worried about as he took his first steps. Regardless, he felt his life being pulled in a specific direction, and he tapped into the courage to move in that direction. Along the way, there were times when Jesus exuded confidence, such as when he walked up to a young man who had died and said, young man, arise, and the young man did. And there were also times when Jesus felt the weight of his challenges, such as when the Pharisees pressed and provoked him, trying to catch him saying the wrong thing. Jesus sometimes sees the path ahead as if he's driving on a clear day. Other moments are more akin to driving at night in the fog. You can only see as far as your headlights, E.L. Doctorow writes. But you can make the whole trip that way. The road from Nazareth to Jerusalem was long, and there were no shortcuts, and at times I'm sure it felt anything but certain, and yet nothing on this journey was lost or wasted. It never is. Jesus began by taking that first step, and then every step that followed All of the people and moments he encountered along the way were wisdom teachers that contributed to his transformation. How do we learn to discern when a force beyond us is calling us to begin down a path of transformation? This might sound overly simplified, But this morning's gospel tells us that Jesus felt this pull while he was praying. Our soul health depends upon us finding time to sit still with God. In her podcast, The Next Right Thing, Emily Freeman remarks, Stillness is to my soul as decluttering is to my house. Silence and stillness is how the soul sifts through the day's input. The silence serves as a colander, helping us to discern what we need to hold on to and allowing what we don't need to fall gently away, making space to access courage and creativity, quieting to hear the voice of God. There's no wrong with this, she concludes. Simply find a few minutes to sit Close your eyes and listen. I also think it's worth pointing out 
that when Jesus feels this pull, he's ready. He's fully present with where he is and with himself. He's kept up with his spiritual homework, per se, so that when his number is called, he's prepared to step forward. His head space and heart space are guided by love, not pushed by fear. Each decision to start a new journey is unique. And yet there's also something universal. Whether cloudy or clear, straight or meandering, all of our journeys begin with a single step. And then they continue with us finding the courage to take every step that follows. We can't predict when we will feel this force pulling us towards where we need to go. But we can pray. And we can be ready. In the name of God. Amen.